0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, federal employees, welcome to this episode. This episode is a special one where you don't just have to listen to me. You're probably sick of my voice at this point. I have a guest. We have Kevin Moss from Checkbook. Many of you have used Checkbook. There's some big, big changes coming to FEHB, Medicare Party, tons of things, especially as you're approaching retirement or in retirement, if you're an annuitant, there are some big, big big, big things coming. And that's why we have an expert here, Kevin, with us to talk through all the big things. So Kevin, right off the bat, give the listeners, give the viewers here a snapshot of what's happening, what changes are coming into play and how that might affect them.
1: Sure. Well, thanks for having me, Dallin. Uh, So last summer, the Inflation Reduction Act was passed. Maybe Mm -hmm. a lot of people missed actually what was actually in that legislation, but there was some important. Part D reforms that were in that legislation that have started rolling out actually already this year. And so the big things that are updating are insulin is being capped at no more than $35 a month from all Part D plans. Mm -hmm. Now, Part D plans don't have to cover all brands of insulin, but they do have to cover at least one dosage, form, vial, or pin, and each insulin type, rapid acting, short acting, intermediate acting, and long acting. So those insulin uh, caps are already in place on Part D plans. That was front-loaded in this legislation. That's out this year. And then next year, uh, catastrophic coverage co-insurance is being eliminated. Now, Mm. many people, if they had Part D, would never get to this stage. There's a lot of cost to to make it to that stage. It's $7,400 between the enrollee, the drug manufacturer, and the Part D plan but you're still on the hook for 5% of all charges if you if you make it to the catastrophic coverage phase that's being eliminated then next year part D premiums are being capped um they can they can't grow more than 6% on any given year this lasts from 2024 to 2030 and that 6% it, you know it's it's less than for example the FEHB premium increase from this past year and when we look at the average Part D premium increase, it was ten percent last year. So six percent is is actually a reason. You know, no one wants to pay more money, but it is some important protection that these enhanced benefits aren't going to lead to much higher premiums. But the big one that's coming, and it's you still have to wait a year and a half or so for this. But starting in plan year twenty twenty five. There's going to be a new $2,000 out-of-pocket spending a cap in mm. all Part D plans where you will not have to pay more than $2,000 out-of-pocket for any prescription drugs. And importantly, in this uh, new rule, you can spread that $2,000 over the course of a year, which really, I think, helps with your budgeting that you will not have to pay any more than $170 a month for prescription drug coverage out of a Part D plan. This is coming in 2025. Mm -hmm. So that $2,000 out-of-pocket spending cap is much, much lower than what we see from most FEHB plans where that catastrophic cap for a a self-only enrollment can be as low as 1,500, but as high as 9,100. So any federal annuitants that have average or high Prescription drug costs, they manage chronic conditions, or they're treating, you know, cancer or some other diseases. This is mm-hmm. going to be really important for you to be monitoring um, Part D.
0: Right. So, so, and just so everyone listening, it makes sure we're all on the same page, we're talking about part D, which of course is part of Medicare, which for many of you out there, you may be confused. And you're like, well, as as FEH, people in FEHB, federal employees. I thought we really never had to be in Part D because FEHB covered that. So, Kevin, for those folks that are asking themselves that question of, hey, I thought for as federal employees, we really only wanted to consider Medicare A or Medicare B. Why are we talking about Part D? How does that affect federal employees and federal annuitants? What
1: do you say to those folks? Yeah, Down, you're right. Historically, Part D did not make much sense at all for any federal annuitant to join, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the what's true is that the prescription drug coverage from almost all FEHB plans was at least as good or in many cases better than what you could get from a Part D plan. And importantly, mm-hmm. you didn't have to pay an extra premium in order to get it. It came with your regular health plan premium. So it didn't make a lot of sense to take Part D. But now it will. And we we kind of have a signal that's out there already Every year, OPM puts out a call letter to the carriers where they put the goals of the next open season of what they'd like to see the carriers do, and they are encouraging the carriers to start including these new Part D benefits into plan options that are available to annuitants. And so expect to see a lot of new plan options starting this fall.
0: Got it. So what sort of plan options? Because I know certainly um, on the channel, people, regular viewers here, I've talked about a number of plan options that tend to work well with Medicare, right? Very, very many federal employees love Blue Cross. Blue Cross Basic, of course, pays for part of Medicare Part B premiums, which I mentioned many, many times here on the channel. There's other plans. I mean, what sort of plans should people be looking out for that are coming that they may may be better than what they have now what sort of things should they be looking for
1: sure well there's going to be two delivery mechanisms for part d uh Mm -hmm. let's talk about the first it's FEHB Medicare Advantage plans. So this is this is part C, uh, another letter of the alphabet. So this is FEHB Medicare Advantage plans. Now, these Medicare Advantage plans, these aren't the same plans that Joe Namath is talking about when you're watching a commercial. These are offered by FEHB plans. There are a handful that have been around now for three or four years offered mm-hmm. by FEHB carriers like Aetna and Kaiser and United. Um, the only way that federal employees and annuitants knew about these plans, they're in the back of the 120-page FEHB plan brochure. And, of course, uh, we at Checkbook have been evaluating them, and they're part of our plan rankings and our guide to health plans for federal employees. It's These are great plans, I have to tell you, Dallin, um, because they do some things that can't be found in just FEHB plans with original Medicare. So for one, uh, all of these FEHB Medicare Advantage plans have Part B rebate mechanisms, but, but some of the rebates that come back to their enrollees are much higher than what we see from something like Blue Cross Basic, for example. United Plan, for example, it's $150 back. It's almost the entire Part B premium that's being rebated back to you, and importantly, zero dollars for out-of-pocket healthcare expenses when you see a provider that mm-hmm. accepts Medicare. And the only thing you, you're left to pay is prescription drug costs. And now with these Part D reforms, your out-of-pocket prescription uh, drug costs are gonna start going way down. So these plans are, are really great plans. They have been great plans for a while. They're probably the least expensive plan for most folks. Um, And expect to see more um, in the future. OPM is now asking carriers to offer more of these Medicare Advantage plans. Now, they may not be the right plan for everyone, though, Dallin. So there's something called IRMA, which I think you've talked about before on on your channel and from your previous videos, where if you're fortunate enough to be a high-income individual, (laughs) Medicare would like to see you pay a little bit more for your Part B premiums. And in this particular scenario, because Part D is packaged into this Medicare Advantage plan, you get hit with IRMA twice. You get the Part B IRMA hit, and you get a Part D IRMA hit. So if you are subject to IRMA and you expect your uh, high income to persist throughout your retirement, you may want to think twice about these Medicare Advantage plans because the financial value of joining them is going to erode due to your higher premium. A uh, couple other things to, to keep in mind is that if you spend a large amount of time overseas, these Medi- uh, FEHB Medicare Advantage plans don't have routine health care overseas besides the United Healthcare plans. Those still do have routine overseas health care, but um, because you don't leave your FEHB plan, You still have to pay your FEHB premium when you join one of these plans. You still have your emergency overseas coverage that every FEHB plan provides. And then the final word of caution is the plans will say that you can go to any provider that accepts Medicare, but there are some examples where certain provider networks may be excluded. So you do wanna do your homework, double check, check those provider networks, provider directories for any providers that are important to you to make sure that you will be able to continue to see those providers.
0: Yeah, no great points. I think I think I agree 100%, watch out for your, if you're a high earner, maybe it doesn't make sense. Um, make sure the doctors you wanna work with, make sure it all works right for your situation. But so Kevin, I, I talked to hundreds of federal employees um, personally, of course thousands and tens of thousands of people uh, via YouTube and all, all these different places. And I get pushed back all the time of people say, hey, look, I've been, I've been on my Blue Cross plan or I've been on this plan my entire career. Why in the world should I jump to Medicare at all? When I turn 65, my plan has been great. And what you have said so far, I hope all the viewers here just, just really listen where it's like, look, with these changes especially, it has, there's tons of advantages on being Medicare A, B, maybe getting a FEHB Medicare Advantage plan, where the, again, there is basically no out-of-pocket costs as long as you go to providers that you know um, accept Medicare and those things, um, and the total premiums is are very very low. So certainly, everyone out there definitely find a plan that makes sense for you, but definitely look into Medicare, these Medicare Advantage plans as you get closer. Now, Kevin, I know before we started recording today, you talked about. Comparing Blue Cross Standard, which is a classic, right, in the federal employee and a new community. And you were comparing that to some other Medicare Advantage plans and the cost numbers. I want you to tell the viewers again, they, they didn't catch that because we weren't recording earlier. Please tell them kind of what you found when comparing some of those plans.
1: Yeah, sure. So, you know, Dallin was asking me about Blue Cross Standard and, you know, what would I say for people who love Blue Cross Standard? And I will say Blue Cross is, Standard is an amazing plan. It gets very high customer service marks. It generally has a very deep provider network. It's a plan that allows you to go out of network. Um, It has a very deep uh, formulary where they're, they're covering many prescription drugs. And then I can also say that it's one of the most expensive plans available to federal employees. And so one thing that we do in the Guide to Health Plans for Federal Employees is we model total costs. You know, what you pay for health insurance isn't just premium, but it's your, also your expected out-of-pocket costs. And when we know the primary age and we know your expected healthcare usage, we can run actuarial modeling and look at what total costs would look like for folks like you. And in the DC area, we looked at a couple with cell plus one enrollment where the primary insured was age 70 and their income was below the Irma threshold. Mm -hmm. And our modeling suggests that you could save almost $8,000 a year switching from Blue Cross Standard to the United Choice Primary Retiree Advantage Plan. And that is a lot of money. And so- You may be happy with Blue Cross Standard, but if you're one of those annuitants that have been on that for a while and you haven't looked at other plan options, these new Mm -hmm. Medicare Advantage plans haven't been around for a while and perhaps you haven't looked into them. And, you know, the one thing that's great about the FEHB system is that, you only have to live with your plan for a year. Um, Not that there's not risk if you go to a plan and it doesn't work out for you that you may, uh, you know, not have some stress and and perhaps, you know, a bad outcome from a plan that doesn't um, cover what you need. But Mm -hmm. these plans have, have great coverage they have deep provider networks for, you know, if, if they if the provider accepts Medicare in most cases, it's uh, the, your care is going to be covered in these plans and just a tremendous amount of savings in these plans. So take a look. There's going to be even more uh, this fall. Your job has only gotten harder, sadly, <laughs> given all the options and complexities that are out there.
0: Yeah, that is right on. That is right. There's so many options, so many options out there. And I can see why many federal employees find a plan that works for them and they never change because there's so much out there. Like, where do I go to look? And so for those listening, there's really two places I would go. Right. OPM has a tool. It's free, but it's not very good where it compares different FEHB plans and some of the, the key aspects there. But honestly, checkbook. So Kevin, is it checkbook.org? Did I get that
1: right? Uh, it's guide to healthplans.org right. checkbook. We're the nonprofit right. that publish it, publishes it. But it's right. guide to health uh, right. Dozens. Of, if you're an active federal employee, dozens of federal agencies are providing free access, health mm. and human services, state department, labor, education, USPS. You can go and check to see if your agency provides free access. And then we hooked up, your viewers, Dallin, with a little uh, discount code. Um, we the the guide itself is is not that much. It's only about I think like thirteen ninety five. Not about that is what it is. It's thirteen ninety five. But your viewers have a uh, discount code. It's uh, Haws FP. Um, and you enter that at checkout, you'll save 20%. So that goes down to like $11 and change. The 2023 guide is out now. And then right before open season, we'll drop the 2024 guide.
0: Mm, Perfect. Perfect. Well, we certainly appreciate the discount. We'll we'll take everything we can get for our viewers here. We appreciate that. So again, check that out. I know when this is going to be, this video is going to be coming out. It's not going to be open season quite yet, but this is when for all of you listening, you need to start percolating on this stuff, you need to start thinking about this stuff because if you don't think about it until november then it's going to be much harder to make a decision at that point having a game plan going in is going to make all the difference and we're going to be doing lots of videos just like this on FEHB, giving you information you need to make the most most of this decision for you and like kevin said it can be the difference of eight thousand dollars and while coverage necessarily doesn't um change that much depending on the plans you're in so Uh, Thank you for, for listening, everyone. Thank you for spending time with us today. And we'll see you guys next time.